you can't keep saying that you are a team that is going to get back into the postseason picture and then have games like this. Like, it's another game in which it feels like you just have to have it. Again, if you're a serious postseason team, feels like you got to have this one. And after the third goal was taken off the board, it felt like one team packed their bags and uh, got set for the All-Star break. And that was not the team that won the game. Anaheim Ducks, 3-2 winners over the Minnesota Wilds. The 17th game that the Anaheim Ducks have won so far this season and their sixth win in the last 20 games. Congrats, Anaheim. What a way to end Hockey Day, Minnesota. Uh, let's talk about it. We'll get you set for tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. Fire it up. You are Locked On Wild Postcast, part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I hate to start that I called this all the way back after the second loss to the Dallas Stars. If we recall, we uh, were talking after that game about how you can't put any you can't put any like guaranteed wins on the schedule. Um, yeah, you, you get what you pay for as the wilds squander a second consecutive third period lead, uh, three to two. And I mean, honestly, the XL energy center was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop in the third period. It just, just a hilariously unserious, team hilariously unserious about their expectations for the rest of the season credit to the Anaheim Ducks because a team that you should win a team that you should beat they didn't have Trevor Zegras in the lineup tonight uh, again they had only won five out of their last 19 five out of their last 19 games Five out of their last 19 games, 16 wins on the season. And you can't be bothered to keep going. After the Johansson goal was taken off the board, completely different, completely different vibe out there. And you could see the Anaheim comeback coming from a mile away. They get the uh, equalizer goal to make it 2 2. And then something that was just extremely irritating to watch the number of times the ducks were able to slip behind the defense and get breakaways and odd man rush chances. Troy Terry scores the, uh, the go ahead goal. He shoots initially Gustafson makes the initial save after Hartman kind of blocked it off his ankle goes right back to Troy Terry and he buries the second one. And it just sucked the life out of the XL energy center at that point. And so I'm going to do it 49 games into the season. We're not talking about the postseason the rest of the year. It is not an attainable goal for this team. I have the money puck odds right now. I have the money puck odds on the screen in front of me right now. And the Minnesota wild after squandering that opportunity, they are on life support. And so they're at a 2.85%. It somehow went up 
after the loss to the Nashville Predators. 2.85%. It's over. It is not a team that is really even serious at this point about making a postseason run. You keep saying, we'll get them next time. We'll get them next time. Well, guess what? You can't keep squandering these games. And I have had about enough of watching this power play just abandon shooting the puck. It's not even in the it's not even in the repertoire. And there were so many guys tonight who just continue to pass the puck around. I mean, the power play in which the Ducks scored directly after it was finished as Troy Terry came out of the box to uh head to the other end and score the the uh the game winner. Like two shots. And here's another thing that is just a a massive problem for this team. The inaccuracy on a wide range of the shots that they take. There are they finished tonight with 38 shots on 66 attempts. Like the lack of the lack of skill, the lack of the lack of ability to finish is is a disaster for this team and you lose pat maroon after the first period you have freddie goudreau in and out of the lineup in the second you're rolling three lines you're rolling your top three scoring lines and there just is no attack the wild didn't get their first shot of the third period didn't get their first shot of the third period until about eight minutes in. It's just, it's so unserious. It's so like, how delusional are you to continue to see this play out and continue to say, we are a team that is absolutely capable of getting to the playoffs. It's just, you're not, you're not, and you won't. So super frustrating way to end the Hockey Day Minnesota festivities. But hey, greater good is John Merrill's trade value has never been higher after score. And <laughs> let's talk about this too. John Merrill did not make contact on that goal. That should have been a Matt Zuccarello goal. A hundred percent. He did not make contact with it in any way. But the fact that he gets credit for it John Merrill's trade value has never been higher. And that is the only thing that Bill Guerin should be considering at the trade deadline this year is trading whatever you can, because you are not, you're not a, you're not a playoff team. It's you're not. So get value where you can and get some fresh bodies in here too. The, there is just a, a deep level of don't give a damn out there on the ice the it, it and it goes all the way up from the bottom of the roster all the way up to the top Kirill Kaprizov skating around the entirety of the net and sending the puck out to the top of the zone so that John Merrill can shoot it not serious passing the puck around the perimeter for the entirety of a full two-minute power play and not getting shots on net not serious 
like folks, we, we've been on this train for a little bit here as a show. Um, the playoff chase ended tonight. The playoff chase ended tonight at the hands of the Anaheim Ducks. And there was, there was talk uh, throughout the game about, you know, how tired this team looks, how they're just in need of a break. Like, I mean, are, are you serious? Like, it's another one of those, another one of those benchmarks. And you're trying to restart the season for what? The fifth time? Just, just a mess. And, you know, it's not that the team, it's not that they lost. Like, if you're on team great or good, losses, losses are fine. It's the manner in which these games are happening. Like, you, you just, the Anaheim Ducks really at no point here in this game tonight looks like the inferior team. Like they, they looked like the better team most of the night. The wild did play better in the second period, but as soon again, as soon as Marcus Johansson's goal was waved off, that was the end of the game. And the Anaheim ducks sensed that themselves. They took advantage of the opportunity they score the game tying goal and then they get the game winner. And Marco Rossi said after the game that uh, the team is is frustrated. They're mad about what is going on. Does not look like it. It, it th- there are just so many optics that have happened this season so far, and it seems like the one constant that we continue to see is these stretches of games in which there just is really a, not a lot of there's, there's really so much inconsistent play. You can look like world beaters one period, and then it looks like there's only one team playing on the ice. The next, the only thing that has been consistent for the Minnesota wild this season is that they have been maddening, maddeningly, inconsistent so i it's over it that that stopped the count it's over playoff chase officially ended tonight so we have a lot to discuss we'll open it up to comments and uh, we will uh, we'll see what everybody else is feeling as this is going to be the last uh, last time that we get to uh, have a postcast until February 7th. So we will uh, we'll get your comments and uh, we will talk about everything that took place and all the stuff that didn't in uh, tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast that will continue after this. Tonight's Locked on Wild postcast is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. The Minnesota Wilds blow another third period lead as they lose 3-2 to two to the Anaheim Ducks. And the Wild head into the break 21-23-5. So 21-28 and 28 for those keeping track at home. And uh, it is going to... It, well, it's over. Like I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna try to spin the. If they do this, it, it's over. Like it, it's done tonight. So we're we're not even gonna talk about postseason at this point. From this point out, from tonight's game on, playoffs are out of the picture. So, uh, for those who are still holding a glimmer of hope, I commend you. But I cannot, in good faith. I cannot in good faith go down that road. It is fully now down the uh, what are we doing the rest of the season to try to build some sort of something for next season. So let's get to your comments. Nathan getting things started. Billy G, time to sell what you can. So let's look at the options for this Minnesota Wild team. And I'm going to be realistic because... There are a few guys, I think, that many of the audience, many of the listeners would like to see moved that are are not going to be moved. Your realistic options for trade pieces this season. Now, Pat Maroon, injured in the uh, first period, did not play in the second, did not return to the game. John Hines did not have an update on him after the game, according to Michael Russo. So that's unfortunate because unless Maroon comes back, that was one of your potential uh, assets to unload. Brandon Duhame, who will be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, making $1.1 million, uh, a great bottom six guy, good hustle, always brings speed, brings physicality. He is probably your most valuable asset 
at this point for the trade deadline. And maybe you end up being able to convince a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning to throw the the trade package they had last year um, to Nashville, where they traded a first, a second, a third, and like a fifth. Maybe you can find uh, some sort of a trade package like that. But Brandon Duhame is definitely your most tradable asset right now. And obviously that would be unfortunate to lose a guy like Duhame, but he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. He's making $1.1 million. So he is an affordable bottom six asset for a team like the Florida Panthers to, uh, to go grab Pat Maroon. If he comes back, he is, uh, an unrestricted free agent as well. He has a 16 team trade list. So that hurdle can certainly be cleared. Maroon making 800,000 because the uh, Lightning are paying 200,000 of his salary this year. So Maroon could be a, an option for uh, a player to trade away at the deadline. Beyond that, Zach Bogosian who has a uh, 21-team no-trade list, 850K, veteran defenseman. Those are your most realistic, marketable assets unless you decide to go big and uh, try to make a major shuffle. But I don't see that as being something that's going to happen because that requires your GM and that requires your GM to kind of have a a realistic and honest approach as to what is going on with this team right now and the 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 rhetoric that we get is that this is still a team that's expected to win every night they don't and this is a team that is expected to make the postseason they won't so until we get the okay it's time to call off and it it may happen by the the trade deadline it may be that this team is so far out of a potential spot that there is no choice for them but to make some trades. But at this point, it's still, we got to keep pushing. Despite where we're at now, officially removing the word postseason from the Locked on Wild vocabulary. Like, I mean, the on-ice product speaks for itself. Like, I don't, I don't have to rehash because every single person in here watches, sees what happens on the ice, and so you all know. It's not going to happen. And so being a seller at the deadline is the most logical approach for this team this season, which will open up some spots for, uh, for guys to get opportunities up at the big club. Uh, just looking at some of the other comments here. Uh, the bit is now back. The OG trade Capriz has uh, joined the chat. Um, we'll uh, we'll see how many of these we get here tonight. Bryce joining us. Great season, guys. We'll always have we'll always have the eleven and four under John Hines. Remember those days. Um. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Amanda joining us tonight. Three goals given away yet again. Um, I was 
I was pretty floored by the amount of odd man rushes, especially early in the game that Anaheim was able to generate by just overly sloppy play with the puck. I mean, I lost track of the number of times that the wild just were drop passing into the middle of the defensive zone, drop passes to nobody that Anaheim was just able to freely grab without really having to do a ton. Gustafson had two breakaway saves in the first period. Um, I think there were two others as the game went on. And then of course you had the Troy Terry goal on the two on one out of the penalty box. Like it, it, you, I don't know how that can happen once, let alone like six times without there being any sort of major, like, Hey, we got to clean it up. Um, and it just it was just a repeated theme for the Anaheim Ducks, who again were without Trevor Zegris tonight. No problem there, because they still have Troy Terry, who scored a couple of goals here uh, in this one tonight. So, just another just squandered opportunity. I sing too much. Can't call yourself a playoff team and then proceed to lose to the Ducks. Just can't. Ninety nine point nine percent ready to be done with this version of the Minnesota Wilds. And we have uh, 33 games left. Game 49 tonight. Yeah, 33 games. So it's it's just going to be just the most painful death by a million paper cuts until we get to the point where the team stops trying to push and we can finally... Uh, <laughs> can finally just exhale uh, and look towards next year. I mean, we're going to, but collectively the team is just now the goal is to come out of the gates firing against the Chicago Blackhawks on the seventh. But guess what? I'm going to tell you right now that is no longer an absolute, absolute win game. It's not. I hope I'm, well, I don't know. I guess at this point I'd probably rather be correct with where this season is at, but that's not a, that's not a definite win game. Um, as this season goes along, Dougie joining us, there is a whole lot of quit in those boys. Yeah. Again, after the Johansson goal, which by the way, that was, that would have been the highlight of the night. Johansson scoring on a, an amazing screen from Jewel Erickson, who completely face guarded Lucas Dostal in that but got called back because Matt Boldy was offsides although I'm going to gripe for a second because I think we are going down a similar road with the NHL that we are going down with the NFL where you're getting too advanced with the replay to where you can freeze frame and go frame by frame with whatever you're you are um in this case a lot of the time it's offsides we're getting to the point where the frame by frame and being able to find even a minuscule amount of white between a player's skate and the blue line. We we need to be moving towards less replay, not more. Like collectively as a sport, there needs to be a push towards less replay because if you have a goal like that and you're trying to find offsides, you can. 
because all you have to do is just keep going frame by frame. And uh, that that's just I, I'm always in favor of less replay, not more. Mark joining us tonight. Good to see Merrill up his trade value. Uh, John Merrill with a goal in his last one games. So hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody will call. And uh, hopefully somebody will hopefully somebody will be looking for a uh, <laughs> third pairing defenseman uh, so we can maybe get something. I keep holding out hope because remember what happened with Dmitry Kulikov when he was traded before the season to the Anaheim Ducks. You might be able to you might be able to get something. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Folks had the opportunity to uh, meet Denny to help celebrate his birthday today at Tom Reed's. Uh, glad to be a part of those festivities. Unfortunate that the Wild did not reward Denny with a better showing here tonight. And as Denny can attest, and uh, when I catch up in the comments, I'm sure I'll see this. As Denny can attest, you could hear a pin drop here uh, at the X in that third period because there just was really no push from the wild at all. And the Anaheim ducks able to kind of grit out those two goals. And there, there really was no push the, uh, the rest of the way. Uh, just, it, it just was a team that looked like they, they were done um, for the first half of the season when that third goal was taken off the board. So that was the highlight for sure was uh, the birthday celebration at uh, at Tom Reed. So I was glad to be a part of that here tonight. And uh, hopefully, Denny, hopefully that saved what was mostly a, mostly a boring game tonight, unfortunately. Dan joining us, our good friend Dan from the uh, pod uh, Puck Snipe Selly podcast, Puck or Pod. My uh, My brain is not remembering correctly. You can't blow a third-period lead at home against a team 13 points behind you in the standings and expect to make the playoffs. Hope tonight was a wake-up call for the front office that the Wild are not a playoff team. Again, that is that word is being removed from the Lockdown Wild vocabulary effective tonight. It's just not a it's just not a serious possibility. Amanda, I'm pretty sure I am team greater good, not team playoff. We might and should have some good wins moving forward, but nothing viable. And that's the thing. There will be games that this team will win. There will probably be games that this team will win against better competition because that's just how the uh, that's just how the NHL works is that there are huge variables of how one team performs compared to the other. And sometimes you run into a hot goalie. So there'll be games that'll be one, but I mean, at this point, again, the number that matters most is 2.85, 2.85%. That is what we are down to, to keep this thing going beyond the regular season. It's not viable. Jeremy joining us. My disappointment is immeasurable. My day is ruined almost. The Heartlanders beat Indy 7-4 to with five power play goals. So congratulations to the Iowa, uh, Iowa Heartlanders for winning tonight. 
uh, here on Hockey Day Minnesota, uh, picking up a win. Also, I will shout out, I'm sure this has probably been mentioned in the comments when I get there, uh, Mason Shaw with a couple of goals tonight for Iowa as well. So Mason, Mason Shaw now up to three goals for the Iowa Wild so far this season in his return to the ice. Beyond that, there weren't uh, weren't a ton of positives uh, up with the big club for uh, this one, unfortunately. Dan saying what we're all thinking. So frustrating. We all see it. And Garen and Leopold are in denial. Hopefully that will change with a few more losses like this, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Dougie. Merrill proved his trade value by providing a stationary object for Zookie to bounce a puck off. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Dougie. Uh, NASCAR Kelly joining us tonight as well. Had a chance to uh, say hi to Kelly at Tom Reed's as well. And uh, earlier today um, in a uh, radio hit that I did, y'all can blame me. I told Seth today, I'm thinking the wild will blow out the ducks. I remember saying on the air, you should beat the Ducks, but how many times have we said that so far this season? And look where that got us. So that was uh, was not great. Des Moines was a mess tonight, but there are questions on bringing up Shaw and Beckman and or Patan. Um, it, the Wild are going to have to do something post-All-Star break. Like, again, let me just let me just look at the numbers, but a game in which you were playing 11 forwards anyway, because Marcus Felino was ill. And so he did not suit up in this one. And a game in which Pat Maroon played a total of four minutes and 15 seconds. Jake Lucini managed to play four minutes and 10 seconds in the entirety of the game. So the wild essentially went three lines for the majority of this game. And uh, still were incapable of uh, of getting anything done in the third. And even better yet, um, with seven defensemen, you still get 27 minutes for Faber, 21 for Brodine, 18 for Bogosian, 17 for Middleton, and then eight minutes, 32 seconds for Goligoski, nine minutes, 30 seconds for... Dakota Mermis and seven minutes and 53 seconds for the goal scorer himself. I, I don't understand a lot of what this team does, especially from a uh, minutes and play standpoint. So I think at this point you have to make, you got to make some changes. It, it just, it's, it's a very clear formula. That's not working. Whatever it is you're doing now. And we like if you were so confident to play Damon Hunt for 15 minutes in a few different games, what are you worried about with giving him that amount of time that you are worried that you can't extend those current back three options or those two back options? Like Dan's Dan's got it right on. I know he scored tonight, but John Merrill, 7.53, time of ice. Goligoski, 8.32. Get Hunt in there. What are we even doing? I I don't know. And, you know, Duhame had a, a bit of a minutes bump, 13.06 tonight. 
again with Maroon out. Freddie Goudreau missed some time, but he still finished with 14 minutes, 30, uh, 37 seconds. But Goudreau, Hartman, Johansson, Maroon, all uh, Erickson Eck, all negative tonight. Boldy negative tonight as well, minus one. Like the, the, the car is missing a wheel. And nobody has done anything about it for almost four weeks. And Denny is right on here, too. Absolutely nothing from the fourth line. Third line was terrible. Please bring up the kids. Hunt, Beckman, Walker should be playing. Let's see what they can do. I am in full agreement. Like, Adam Beckman, let's let's just see. Let's just see if Adam Beckman scored tonight because he had scored four goals in the last three games. And I just want to see if he scored tonight as well, because if he scored in, uh, actually, okay, let me, let me just bear with me. Let me just find it here. Um, Iowa played tonight. I'm going to have to go to the AHL website for the uh, stats of that game. Uh, not currently updated on the uh, Iowa Wild website. So we will just uh, take a peek because if he has scored to where it's now, um, oh, looks like he did not, at least here. But still, four goals in four games. Over the options that are currently playing things out, you got to give him a shot. First loss on Hockey Day since 2016. 13-game winning streak against the Anaheim Ducks also snapped tonight. And it's a shame because Hockey Day Minnesota always has this aura around it of mystique, and it's just a great way to celebrate all the hockey that's played here in Minnesota. And this was as this was as bad of a game as uh, as you could have uh, have hoped for. We have lots of games left. The kids get some playing time. Yeah, that's that is that is the greater good at this point. Um, give those guys an opportunity to come up here and see what they've got. As Jeremy notes, Sean Patan were pretty wild tonight, connecting on two east-west goals. Uh, Dan is going to uh, make the plea once again for Andreas England. We talked about this again. If you like folks, if you subtract Merrill Goligoski and Bogosian from the equation for next year, that's going to be three spots. I'm not confident that Jared Spurgeon can be relied upon at this point until he is ready to come back from those surgeries. You're going to need somebody back there and Damon Hunt gets an opportunity O'Rourke or Lambos, if one of those guys is ready, that's another opportunity. Um, it, it just, I, I think the overall consensus is that something's got to change with this current makeup of this team because it's, it's an old looking roster. It's a roster that is not capable of handling even minute amounts of adversity. And, um, like it just it's it's not it's deeply unserious deeply unserious 
open shot tracker from Denny tonight, passed up four open shots from the slot. And it's a team that you just cannot like, you can't pass up shots. You're not in a position to pass up looks on the power play, even strength. You're not in a, you're not a team that is good enough to do that. You're not Dallas or Colorado or even Winnipeg. Like, if you have an opportunity, that's why Lou Nanny's um, commentary is so refreshing. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck. It's that simple. Amanda, I did feel bad a bit for Hartman taking the puck off the skate. And then in just how it's gone, every other time it's happened, the puck bounces directly to Troy Terry. And he is uh, he's able to... Um, come away with the uh, with the goal. More calls for trades as Tracy. I expect to trade during the break. I perfect time to uh, perfect time to try something um, here. Uh, this the, just to try to get. I don't know. Trying to get something. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, by the way, in the Tankathon, currently sixth, but they trail the Ottawa Senators. They are nine points clear of the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators do have four games in hand, and Columbus, who is eight points clear of the Minnesota Wild, they've got uh, two games in hand as well. So six, uh, one point clear of Montreal and Buffalo. And two points clear of Calgary and Arizona. So we're in sixth now, which I think is a, the lowest that the Wild have been uh, so far this season. Let's give it one spin. Uh, no, the Wilds dropped to seventh in my uh, Tankathon spin. So we did not get Macklin Celebrini. Um, <laughs> there's one trade that should be made. Um we must trade Capri's. Absolutely must trade Capri's for uh, just for the vibes. John, why have Jesper here sitting in the NHL? Makes no sense. Why play 7D? Thank God Merrill went full Gretzky out there. Yeah, the, um, the decision to go seven defensemen was because Marcus Felino was ill. There's been a bug going around. Felino was not able to play tonight. So that's why you saw the 11 and 7. And honestly, I think for uh, for Jesper, I, I think they were, even if Flurry would have been in, even if Flurry was back, you probably go at least two out of these three games with Gustafson anyway. So the fact that uh the fact that Jesper didn't start any of these games doesn't really phase me um again because like look at what's going on in front of them wait until this season is completely like completely out of reach and then if you want to at that point say okay Jasper, let's give you five or six starts to see what you've got that's fine but i'd rather if he does get more starts that it come after there is no expectation of a guy being a savior to try to prop up odds for something that's impossible. 
um, is uh, is my thought there. Dan mentioning Mason Shaw with three goals in two games. Absolutely love to see that. Um, and uh, really looking forward to uh, to seeing how he is doing um, here. Uh, really looking forward to seeing how he's doing, if we can maybe get a chance to uh, to chat with him later on this season. Keith, time to trade for Chikrin and extend him for the 2025 season. Every move needs to be getting ready for when the cap hits drop. Wild management needs to reset their priorities. You can thank me later. I would love Jacob Chikrin, but again, it comes down to asking price and the fact that you would have to offload salary, which is something that just does not seem to be on the list for this team at this point. And uh, that that's probably going to be what hinders a Chikrin trade from happening. But you are absolutely correct is that there needs to be a shift to next couple of years down the line to uh, to see what's coming up, to see what you've got, and more importantly, to see what you need and what you're going to need to be able to uh, factor into the cap. I will tell you, um, I've been thinking about this for a bit. We are going to do a uh, what does an extension for Brock Faber look like episode this week, uh, in addition to chatting with, uh, with several of you lovely listeners throughout the week. Um, we're going to do a what does a Brock Faber extension look like episode. We'll probably do one on Marco Rossi too, because those two are going to come due for new extensions. And while we're at it, we'll probably touch on Kaprizov's potential um, as well. So that's all coming up here. Uh, it's all coming up here this week with the all-star break in front of us. Uh, Shark boy, Ben, sorry, that is an inside joke. Uh, trade Capriz inside joke from a few podcast uh, postcasts ago. Um, Nobody except maybe the original poster is uh, is serious about that. Yeah, as Denny notes, uh, great time at Tom Reed's tonight. Glad to get a chance to meet uh, Denny from Prior Lake. And uh, looking forward to doing something more like that um, as we get closer to... Um, as we get closer to the uh, warmer weather. Uh, we'll try to do another one of uh, we'll try to do another hangout type thing um, when it gets a little warmer out. Everybody asking, uh, everybody asking about the trade Capri's bit, um, which I just addressed. So hopefully that will, uh, hopefully that will give everybody a uh, a little bit of an idea there. Uh, Seth, you should tell your fans about what's coming up with Iowa. We're hoping to uh, get the opportunity to chat with a few members of the Iowa Wild coming up here. Um, some notable names that we've talked about recently and tonight. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that, try to get that going for you here within the next week or so. Um, so we got some Iowa Wild content coming for you as well as this. Uh, peace out, Jesse Pierce, as this uh, season further and further uh, derails. Um We'll keep the content coming. Hashtag greater good. Brit, join us. If you don't play to your potential, you get fined. It all revolves around money. They are getting paid and not getting traded. Any other team would send you packing. Yeah, I um, 
I don't get just the the Jekyll and Hyde on this team. It seems like one night they are like they could take on anybody. And the next night, and it's all against these Western Conference teams too. Like it's all against teams that you are supposedly chasing in the playoff picture. And you can't beat them. Like if that doesn't tell you that it's not attainable, I don't know what will. Minnesota Mary joining us just like last year. The wild keep passing, trying to find the perfect shot. There were so many open nets available if they would just shoot. Yeah, this is my most irritated part of this game tonight. And especially on the power play, like 38 shots in three periods. And if the wild would have not passed up several of those opportunities, they probably have something like 50 and 12 shots against and look Lucas Dostal was good but there were more than a couple of opportunities in which he committed early and if the wild would have simply like sent the initial shot on net and um, looked for a rebound they could have had a couple of goals but they just they just stopped um, they just stopped trying like it's it's just at this point, uh, not, not great. Oh my word. The Caprice bet is getting, um, out of hand here. <laughs> oh, this is the best one. Congratulations, Jeremy. You win. Uh, Caprice for, uh, we're just training every, uh i needed that laugh um i needed that laugh we're just trading everybody (laughs) so untouchables how about we talk about that because you know there may be um there may be some players that uh there may be some players that do get moved that are not on the uh on the list but faber rossi erickson that's my those are my quick three um caprice and volstead is that like you're absolutely not touching and you know to be honest it's probably It's probably an absolute no on Faber and Erickson Eck. And that's probably it, right? Like if we're if we're saying absolutely no, I'm hanging up the phone if you even call to ask. It's probably Faber and Erickson Eck. And Volstead. Those are probably the like complete inner ring. Because if somebody is calling you about um if somebody's calling you about Capri's, Capri's off, um, and they like blow you away with an offer, are you gonna say no? Like, let's say, let's say somebody, let's say the Rangers floundering at this point in the season. Let's say the Rangers say, look, we don't have a lot 
in the way of prospects. We'll send you a few picks. We'll send you a couple of our young players that are decent. I probably should have looked into this a little more than just completely spouting randoms. Um, if somebody sends you like a can't miss trade offer, are you really going to say no? Like, I know you'd love to see him stay here, but at some point, and I've tried to kind of stay away from this at some point, like you're going to hit the point of no return where he's either going to sign a new deal here for somewhere around 11 or $12 million a season, or he's going to say, I'm not re-upping. And so whether we like it or not, there'll probably become a point where trade Capri's actually becomes a legitimate bit. I don't think we're there yet because I think now that we have seen Kirill start to like, even, even with what happened tonight, Kaprizov has put together about a 15 game stretch in which he's looked really, really good. So I think, I think we are either close to or at the point where he's back. So I, I think at this point you continue to ride with that a little bit, but if he decides he is not, um, not going to re up here, like you're going to have to try to not have the, uh, same thing happened with Kaprizov that happened with Gabrick is what I was trying to say. Boy, my my brain is uh, mush tonight, but uh, that's okay because we're uh, we're still we're still getting through it. Um, did Cutter Gautier play tonight? No, he did not. Um, Dell Gautier did not play in this one tonight. Hunt needs more time in Iowa to learn how to be a stationary target like number four. (laughs) I bet Billy's on the phone tonight, Bet he's still looking to buy. I hope not. I, I just, just if anybody's seen Avengers Endgame, I am Jeremy Renner right now when Scarlett Johansson's character says we may have found something and he turns and he says don't don't do what don't give me hope that's that's where I'm at right now is just like just let it be let it be done but Seth we were told that the wild had the second easiest schedule they would easily make the playoffs hashtag sarcasm font the ducks earned the win tonight and this was the best case scenario yeah team greater good just uh, continuing to um continuing to rack up these tankathon wins something need to ch- needs to change with the makeup of the front office i uh We go, we go from that to uh, to this, as Denny notes. Billy said on Beyond the Pond, he really likes this team. <sighs> I don't. I don't. 
have faith, Seth. First overall pick coming. Oh, that that would be amazing. Um, boy, that would be that would be something. If Billy buys at the trade deadline or earlier, I'm officially done with him as a GM. At this point, I'd rather have Judd Brackett as GM. There's a thought. That's that's an intriguing one. Brackett has certainly shown the ability to uh, to draft well. Hey, none of this. I know it's in jest, Dell, but uh, we're not trading me for anything. We can't trade Seth. He's untouchable in winning the Vezina. Just saying, it's a wonder Faber has flourished thanks to Mighty Mouse injuries. He got to prove his worth. Rossi forced the issue, too, but his current system crushes talents. Again, playing a more gritty style, that's, uh, that's, yeah. Brian, I've officially stopped caring about this group. Uh, let's be clear here. Not, not the Locked on Wild, not the postcast group, not the listeners the team an effort like this at home on hockey day is disgusting did we have any shots on goal it didn't seem like it um it did not seem like they did all right now i'm starting to catch up and Young 1C plus picks for Kaprizov. Stutzla? Timmy Stutzla is not bad. Um, Maybe I'll do an episode about this. Uh, But then again, I also would really like to... um, I would really like to um, keep him as well. Look, it's just, uh, I mean, this season has been just a complete disaster. There's no way. I say, okay, let's, let's bookmark this. There's no way that this season can be considered a success, right? Remember that after last year? I don't consider this season a failure. It... <sighs> You would think that there are going to have to be some changes after this type of thing happens. Um, The no movement clauses have doomed our flexibility. And I keep having people on Twitter tell me that the contracts are fine. That the no move clauses, like the contracts for Felino and Hartman and Zuccarello are all fine. Um, Honestly, we see flashes with those guys. But it's just not anywhere near as consistent as you need. And look, I, as I said, if I said this a, like a month or two ago, um, my order of issue with the extensions is Zuccarello at the bottom, then probably Hartman then Felino, then Goudreau. Like, that's my order from one to... um, one from least concern to most concerned. And that's probably more so because of how concerned I am about the Freddie Goudreau contract, too. Like, 
what what happened with that one? Five more years, and I know the AAV is not um, it's not terrible, but the AAV was never the problem with that contract. It was the five years. And I don't doubt that he's probably one of those guys that is playing hurt. And I've talked about this too. For the people who are like, you can't just like pull the plug on the season. You absolutely can because you have a bunch of guys that are playing through injuries. And so you shut them down. Not at the same time, but you just shut them down collectively and give them time to fully properly heal. It's like, but we're, we're all like, we all know what's going to happen, right? We are going to, we're going to get this team just continuing to, uh, to push themselves into a wall until the absolute, uh, the absolute ends. All right. I wanted to get to this one and then I think we're going to wrap it. Cause I've got a, uh, I've got to commute back home um, coming up. Kaprizov, Faber, Volstead, Eriksenek, Boldy, and Gus. I I like this as an inner core. Like, if we're talking about the, I think I dubbed it the Heinz core at one point. Um, I, am, I like this as a group to build around. There just is so much around it that's mid as the kids say um it's just uh, there's a lot of mid performances uh, around those uh, those top level guys and you know greater good tonight kaprizov scored his 19th and john merrill upped his trade value um those uh those are probably the two greater good things that uh, that happened here uh, in this one tonight we need to play 15 forwards and 3D like my beer league team. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Might work. Might work. Um, Not enough consistent scoring in that group, which is why, and Mike, this is where, so you have that as part of the core right now, but you do definitely have to inject some more into it, which is where a top pick this year would be extremely beneficial a top 10 pick to be able to add somebody that can help you sooner than later would be super beneficial. I just hope we don't end up falling to between 15 and 20. Like we typically do. Maybe this year finally will be bad enough that this team isn't going to play themselves out of a top 10 draft pick. We'll see. But um, I think with that, I'm going to call it a night. It's after midnight. And uh, again, as I said, I've got a uh, full commute um, before the end of the day. So even though, again, just a uh, real gross loss, uh, appreciate everybody hopping in here. Um, happy birthday to Denny from Prior Lake who was uh, gracious enough to uh, to hang out before the game, had a chance to, uh, to meet up with him. Um, that was great. We will be, some breaking news for you before we finish up today, we will be doing 
a uh, hangout here this week. So postcasts are gone until the 7th, but we will be doing a uh, live stream at some point this week, probably Wednesday night. Um, I'll get that ironed out and I will uh, get further details in uh, Monday's episode. So we'll have a uh, we'll have a hangout for you uh, during the week. So uh, keep an eye on that and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends. Minnesota Wilds flop in the final game of the day. But a great hockey day, Minnesota, to say the least. And I appreciate you all taking some time here this evening to uh, to hang out with me to wrap it all up. Uh, Minnesota Wild now sixth in the Tankathon standings. Let's hope that stays consistent. Uh, make sure you hit the like button on your way out here tonight. And uh, make sure to subscribe, if you have not already, to future Lockdown Wild episodes. We have new content for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.